And welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Laux. And how are you? I am good. How are you? How's your uh, quarantine continuing? <laughs> well, or is it even I've, that anymore? I've been really frustrated lately. My big thing is uh, obviously the death of uh, Justice Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. Um, I didn't realize how sad that was going to make me until you know, it actually I was, happened. I guess I was bummed because obviously, you know, you kind of know things like that are going to happen, but girl seems strong, man. She seemed like she could get through anything. She beat cancer like what? Five times. Seriously. Um, I, I don't know if it's five, but like I could totally believe that she did it five times. Like she was, I think it was five. I'm not even that kind of warrior. Um, and I, I was upset at that, but then I was really upset with, Suddenly, you know, because th- flashback to 2016, when was it Justice Cl- uh, Clemens or Cl- no, 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 Scalia died. Scalia died. Scalia died, and, and he- it was like 300 days before the election. And God forbid we even think about filling that seat before the election. Well, and now here we are, 40 days out from election, got, and got, everyone's changed their tune. And it's like, I'm so annoyed. I'm just so done. I got some thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing was is um, yeah, it was it was I think he, I think uh, Scalia died in February, mm-hmm. and um, so then I think it was in March is when um, Obama nominated Merrick Garland, mm-hmm. and there was always a tweet. I always say that I'll show it to you right here. Oh my I actually God, have it. it up. And on April third, twenty sixteen, uh, Donald Trump tweeted really at the time. He said Obama should wait until he leaves office to pick another justice. If he doesn't, he should be fired. And right here, it's right here. Oh my God! And um, a lot of people are saying, you know, both sides are I'm being hypocritical. Hypocritical. The Democrats hypocritical because they wanted to fill a seat, you know, at the end in that election year, you know, then the Republicans not wanting to, and now it's kind of reversed. But at the same time, there was no precedent set. Now that the precedent has been set, they yeah. kind of don't do that now. You know, the GOP's over here with, what, how many, 42 days, 41 days left? And truth be told, they'll probably get it. And it's the double standard that makes me... The double standard is what makes me absolutely, like, crazy. Um, You know what I mean? But then, too, it's like, it really shows the weakness of having a Supreme Court. When you have a two-party system that... When you have a two-party... Like, when you... The weakness of a Supreme Court, when you have a two-party system that like owns legislative and executive the judicial which is supposed to be you know not biased becomes bias well, and i, I think, think it's, it's going to be scary because you know in my opinion the court's always been more conservative you know like i mean the, this is the court that you know years ago recently so that corporations have the same rights as humans and mm-hmm. um this is the court that you know there's always whispers about large social issues if they're going to like go back on what they've ruled and adding another conservative judge i mean we're gonna enter i think a new like a reagan-esque era of conservatism when it comes to major judicial rulings well my worry i don't know personally if it's an if, if it's an issue with the supreme court i mean i really don't i think it's more of an issue with the uh, lobbying and just the partisanship in general I really think that's kind of the, you know, the whole seat of this thing, because really, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having the Supreme Court and, and who they are and what, what they are there to do. But when it's, I mean, we basically use these things as weapons against each other. And ironically today, um, this, it started back in 2016. I don't know how I just stumbled across it, but it's a podcast series uh, by the Washington Post called Presidential. 
And it's uh, they go through every single president, one episode per president, just talk about them, you know, and everything. And so far, I've gotten up to um, uh, James Madison. And <laughs> I was listening to this today and kind of reflecting on what, you know, things are like, you know, today. And it was just, it's so strange to me. And it's, it's kind of upsetting because, you know, even not so long ago, presidents were, you know, presidential. And, you know, politics was, it was politics. But at the same time, we kind of all did things based on the, you know, support of, of the country and what we do. And I don't know when we turned this corner, if it was the Trump years in 2016 or if it was something early where everything just seems so just, you know, it just, you know, you, you against them. And the thing that really worries me about this is just taking steps back in general. I mean, I was reading about RGB and I mean, I didn't realize some of the things she did, which was like how um, women couldn't get a credit card unless a man signed off on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm just afraid personally that like, you know, we're going to be taking steps backwards. Like it was only in, I think it was 2015 when gay marriage was legalized. I think it was 2015. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that is when um, they messed with the Pledge of Allegiance, I believe, in school. And uh, the, the reference to God wasn't mandatory, I think. Remember that? Um, I think so, I remember that. But then there was backlash because, you know, you had some schools with, like, uber patriotic teachers who were, like, punishing kids or something like that. It was very right. – it wasn't But long story well. short, I'm just worried about taking steps backwards. I really am. And I think But I feel like we've all – I think I – think, to be fair, we've already taken steps backwards. We have. I mean, that's absolutely I mean, true. It kind of reminds me of a South Park episode where they talk about, like, the rock bottom. And this, to me, feels like we had been rock bottom for a while now. I mean, especially with this whole COVID thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, 200,000 deaths. And granted, people, weekend, yeah. people can massage the numbers in the sense that like, they could say, okay, well, how many of these people would have passed without COVID? But truth be told... No matter what number that is, there are still people that died because of how we treated and how we handled it. There's still two hundred thousand so, people who are gone. And hundred and and to me, I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, if even ten people died of COVID, is that not the responsibility of us as a society? In the sense that, like, how could we have made that eight or six or zero? So the fact that we have, you know, this large number, you know, even if you, even if you want to say, well, you know, only you know a hundred k. Which to me only a hundred k lies. That's still like, a lot. I, I I don't know. I there was even an article too where some people were saying like how the loss has been quote acceptable, and I'm like how is even one life acceptable? Mm-hmm. Like this could have been curbed really easily, and I don't know. And don't get me started on states' rights, and don't get me started on the electoral college, and don't get me started on you know. I, there's just so many things that feel messed up, and it's like how do you fix all of that? How do you I mean, it's so deep-seated, and I think the thing that, that bothers me the most is, you know, just today, uh, or I think it was over the weekend, when it, unfortunately enough, it was a rally in Ohio, and uh, Trump said that the virus, in quotes, is actual actual quote, he said it affects nearly no one. And it's Ugh. just like, thinking about this, it's just like, when did we become so just, you know, we didn't just don't care about anyone. We literally are just so careless about it. But, any sort of life or but anything But there are people who think that this is a hoax, like even, like, I'm not gonna say. Don't even who get this me started. Was. Don't even get me started. But someone, that. someone called me, and I'll I'll say that it's related to my personal like businesses in the sense of like, you know, like maybe it was. God, I don't want to. I don't want to get specific. God forbid. Um, you know, let let's say like the electric company called you, or 
maybe it was your Wi-Fi company called you, or maybe it was like your insurance called you. It's in that vein. Someone called mm. me. And they were like, you know, I just had this vision, like by Christmas, it'll all be over and we'll be mask free. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, how do you, and, and granted, that's not bad. I, I think what they meant to say was really like, you know, wouldn't it be a Christmas miracle if we could get a vaccine, which I, again, another issue, I don't know if I would trust a vaccine that came out of the government right now, but there's people that genuinely think this is a hoax, that like, like elections going to hit and it's all going to just go well, away. I, I've had people say that to me, to my face. They're like, oh, don't worry, this will end November 3rd. Like, how can you honestly be that dense? First of all, this thing, you know, maybe, honestly, maybe we're our own worst enemy because we refuse to do things, simple things to prevent this, like masks and all that. You know, we refuse to even take it seriously. Mm. I mean, at, seriously, at a certain point, it's like you, you do this to yourself and it's just... It, it, it honestly bothers me, seriously, deep down, that, you know, these people exist who think it's fake and everything. And it's just so, like, I, I, I legitimately even know people who family members have gotten it and died, and they still don't mm-hmm. care. They Like, I know someone, I won't say anything, who their family member passed away from it. They're like, oh, it's, it was whatever. He was old anyway. I'm like, dude, oh like, seriously, God. like, that doesn't bother you at all. And they still, they're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's fake. It's, you know, so what? And it's just, it's honestly dumbfounding. It seriously is. And it makes me just worry about just, you know, my God, just us as a people in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can we be just so just, it's gross. It honestly is just gross mm-hmm. at times. And, you know, I think I've said this in this podcast before, so if I have, I apologize. You know, I think a huge issue with American society today is that we are uber individualistic. You know, we do not and have And nationalistic. A, yeah, and we do not have a sense of community. We do not have a sense of globalism. And these are things that are becoming, I think, more and more apparent as, you know, you go through something like COVID, as you go through this political year, right? And it's like people just think about themselves. And, and hey, I think it's important to think about yourselves. You, you kind of have to, right? But you should also be thinking about point. your community. You should be thinking about the community about that you live in and other people. And, like, you know, for me, like, when I walk by someone who – Let's say, like, looks rough, like, looks homeless. I feel a pang of, you know, empathy. Um, it doesn't mean I'm in a position where I can, like, drop everything for them, right? It doesn't mean I'm in a position where, like, because I hate when people are like, well, if you feel bad about, you know, the this, then you should go out there and donate all your money and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, the point is, like, at least having the empathy of saying, you know, I don't know anyone who's passed from COVID, but I feel bad. And truth be told, I actually do know someone who passed. It wasn't anyone mm-hmm. close to me. It was a uh, family family member's family member. Um, so not connected to me by blood or law. But And that sucks because it's like, wow, like they were doing fine. And it literally was COVID, it, you know, because they were older and they were doing A-OK. And, you with, know, with the, the, the sad thing about this and the unfortunate thing about it is, I feel like we've become, we've gotten to the point where we, we don't really think about things or act on things. We're very, mm-hmm. you know, knee-jerk society. And, and unless it punches you square in the face, and sometimes even that, we don't really do anything about it. And everything has to be politicized, and everything has to be this, and everything has to be that. And, you know, just years ago, I mean, in the early 90s, I mean, everything just seemed, maybe I'm wrong, maybe maybe you felt a different way, maybe you see it differently, but I felt like we were much more, you know, cohesive and, you know, brought together, and it's just, I, I honestly don't understand the division, I don't understand the disbelief in what's going around us, because let's be honest, we could be out of this much more quickly than, you know, 
what we're in right now. But it's just we've gotten stuck in this rut where, mm-hmm. you know, everything, everything, everyone's out to get you. Everyone's out to, you know, personal fronts and, you know, mask you and muzzle you. And, you know, we, we can't think down the road and we can't think of the person who lives next to you and what, how it affects them. Because in a sick way, like with this, especially the things with, you know, a mask, it's not really for you. It's so you don't prevent, you know, things spreading to other people. And truth be told, we just don't care about other people. We just, at the end of the day, we just literally don't care about each other. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. That's what it always going to boil down to. And I hate to be so cynical, but that's, I mean, that's so prevalent and obvious nowadays. You know, one thing that you said that made me think was when you said, you know, I feel like, you know, we were closer in the 90s, early 2000s. And I'm, I'm thinking about that, and I don't know if that's necessarily... Well, I, maybe that's true, but I think of like, well, these days I think we're holding people accountable. We were we're In saying black lives, you know, we're saying Black Lives Matter. We're saying the cops shouldn't be as aggressive. We're saying, you know, rapists shouldn't rape, you know. And I think, but you that, can even push back on that. But you know, back in the '90s, were we really, you know, as I don't know, like like in the '90s, if you went to your workplace and said a gay slur or a racist slur, I mean, were you going to be fired? Were you going to be heavily reprimanded? Maybe I get not. What you're saying. These days, people go on Twitter and they drop the N word, the F word, and you know, people go after their jobs. And listen, I'm all ab- I am all about the the whole idea of like you're dropping those words or you know you're sexually har- harassing your employees. Absolutely, that's cause for termination. Right, but. that's a complete drastic turnaround from decades ago when that would have been fine in the workplace. Like sexual harassment would have been okay. Like, Oh, get used to it, Sally. Like this, this is what it is working with the boys. And I think that that is why there was more of a sense of unity was because you didn't really hear any of these voices that had problems. And now there's a lot of problems that are being addressed that stem from decades, obviously. And I think that's part of the reason why people feel divisive. And the shame is that we as a society should so should say, hey, you're right. We shouldn't use these terms of um, prejudice. We should not, you know, be encourage sexual assault. And we should detour it. But there are plenty of people, especially, you know, white straight men who are like, this is no, like we I, sh- I want to say what I want to say. I want to excuse me, sparkling water. I want to do what I want to <laughs> do. I wonder if, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. I wonder if part of that is due to, obviously, the information age we're in now, Twitter, and you can blow up on that, and Instagram, you can blow up on that. I'm curious as if to, you know, if these things existed back then, in the 90s, early 2000s, if we would have been the same reactionary way we are now, which if someone says something, then, you know, you get canceled, or if, if this is something new, if it really is a new kind of thought and belief. I mean, let's be honest, protests and movements around since the day of, you know, since the beginning. So that's nothing new. But, I mean, is this kind of a new, do you think it's kind of a new idea we have in our heads and kind of a push towards finally holding people accountable? Or is this just because of the way the world is now, the ease of everything that we've gotten to that point? And See, I mean, I, we, I want, I think we all think that we live in a cancel culture, but think about all these people who, like the, the Ryans, for example, and you know, the beauty bloggers, like every day there's a beauty blogger that said something racist <laughs> and they're not canceled. They're still out there. They still have people who listen, who buy their stuff. And a lot of people come back. I, I, I think rarely, if ever, does someone actually get canceled? 
I think they really have to do something like like the, I'm trying to think of like who like I think like pedophile Jared from Subway was effectively canceled. Yeah, he's you, a pedophile. He's, I'm pretty sure he's still in prison too. Oh yeah, but like I I can't think of anyone who has said the n word the f word and was like fully affected by it. Can you? I'm, it's hard. I have to rack really rack my brain, but. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head besides that who's effectively just gone away forever. I really, mm-hmm. I mean, totally. There's been people who've gone away for a long time. Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. is obviously going to be gone for a long time, but I, he yeah, will you know, resurface. That's interesting. He will resurface. I, that is interesting that you said that because that's actually a really good example of someone who was kind of effectively canceled. But you're right. I mean, we're. I mean, he's even now starting to crawl back. You, yeah. You're starting to see. You know things of that appear again. Louis, so. Lu- what's his name? Louis J.K. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's been he's doing shows again. Doing shows exactly. Like it really goes to show you that, like, at a certain point, you just really can't get canceled. Now, this, the let's say that that small time employee who goes on Twitter and drops the uh, N word, the F word, or you know, there is the can their life be easily canceled? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you have a thousand people on Twitter calling your boss saying that you said this. Like, you yeah, get you're... fired from that job. That's that's an, an effective way of canceling. What's it all about? It's an all about status thing. If you have enough mm-hmm. money and power to get to where you want to be, you can come back from anything. I agree. So uh, at the same time, I think it's easier if you're some, you know, you and me, we can get canceled. But in terms of like, you know, a large celebrity, like I, I it's funny. I even saw on Twitter people were talking about Mark Wahlberg again because I think I don't know why they were bringing him up. But people are like, oh, here's a whole laundry list of things that he did in the 80s and 90s. And it's like, and he's still around, right? He's still a big name. So I, it's crazy. I'm trying to think of anybody who has who was canceled effectively in like the 90s or 2000s. And I can't honestly think of anyone. Like mm-hmm. of any, but obviously I was younger, so I don't know, totally know the outrage back then. But, you know, things were different back then too. And we've always had these issues. And, you know, with racism and injustice and things like that. And I think it's just now we're starting to really, you know, take them by the horns. So maybe that's why we're seeing so much more, you know, um, cancellations. But I always I always get interested by and intrigued by the people who are upset with cancel culture. Like, I really do. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, are you upset that this just makes you uncomfortable that these people are like this and we don't want them to be around anymore. Like, is that, or do you legitimately just support what they were saying? Like I always think about like, for, for instance, I don't know, someone said, I don't know, someone said something, you know, dropped something that they shouldn't have on Twitter and people, you know, you know, go push back for it. It's like, well, are you upset that people got upset and kind of pushed them away? Mm -hmm. Or, Maybe I'm not explaining this correctly. Or are you are you just upset that you can't use that terminology anymore? Is that what you're really upset about? Like, what is bothering? I you? think it depends. I think one thing that I think about is, you know, with social media, it is so quick and easy to have a mob mentality, and you know, someone does something that's inappropriate, that's wrong. Let's say they, they you know. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of like a light example, but I mean, I, the examples that come to mind really are like dropping the N word, dropping the F word, misogyny. You know, f- you filming you know inappropriate things that like you know like oh here's my colleague's nudes that leaked or mm-hmm. and I don't know. Do they deserve everything that they get? 
I don't know. I I, I kind of lean towards yes more than no. Because I mean, obviously the that, situation you know depends on the result. Yeah. But I think you just think that you'd be smart enough to not post that. But what do you feel about know. the people who dig up things from like years and years and years ago? What are your thoughts? You know, that? it's all public like the record. Whole Kevin man. Hart deal. It's all public record. Like I, I, like I mean, even earlier in this podcast, you used Trump's words against him. That is true because it's public record, and and to me, that's that's totally fine, and. I think this is why there needs to be more education about social media to everybody. Like we all need more mm-hmm. education because I think some people don't understand like the permanent, the permanent status that these posts can have. And like, I see people on my timeline. Listen, Paul, my Twitter is pretty tame. I wish I could tweet half the things that I think about. I get some <laughs> really good ideas for tweets and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't tweet that because work would complain. You know, I, I have people who follow me who would be like, what? And like, you gotta have a filter of sorts. You know, I'm just not in a position where, like, I can have a public profile and tweet certain things. But there are some people in my timeline, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, if your boss found out about this Twitter account, like, would you be okay? Or, like, if you're, you know, if, like, maybe your landlord saw that Twitter account, like, would they want to reassign your lease? You know, it, it makes me a little, like, ooh. Like, I worry about some people in my life because I'm like, ooh, I see your Twitter account, man. and That's just, either a person not not thinking or not caring. And I honestly don't know which, which is worse. I really I think don't. it's either or, or both. And to me though, it's like, Oh my gosh, how do you not care? <laughs> like, yeah, is well, this tweet worth it to you? I don't know. I'm not, I don't think a tweet's worth me getting, getting <laughs> fired or me getting attacked online. Not that Some I people do that anything, on purpose though, but... and kind of want to get attacked because they want to make a point. I mean, there's are those people too. Yeah. Not me. I think you can make a point without having to be, you know, attackable for it, but I agree. I don't all know. Right. Maybe we're, uh, this has been a very interesting episode. Last week was all about the population density of Hawaii. And now oh, like, I forgot we're just, about this. I know this podcast, you never know what you're going to get. Very enlightening. Very enlightening. We never get what we, t- what do we want to anyway? <laughs> I know I had a really good juicy article, but I will save it for next time. So I will save mine too. Ooh. Okay. Well, have a good rest of your way. I'm like, you can tell right I'm shutting down now. I, I'm like, my whole brain was like, can I compute? <laughs> Have a good rest of your week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Later.